Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the IAA Mobility Visionary Club. Today we are talking about the importance of startup-fueled innovation for the automotive industry. I have two special guests here to break it down for me. Let me introduce them. Or better yet, you guys introduce yourselves. Stefan, you start. Great idea. Thanks, Sarah. Um, my name is Stefan. I'm working at Carriot. It's a um, software daughter of Volkswagen. And there I'm responsible for the startup scouting and collaborations with them. All right, the perfect guy to talk to about the importance of collaboration. Jürgen, tell us about yourself. Yeah, my name is Jürgen Bielow. I'm heading the startup organization of Continental, which we call Copace. And we are taking care for partnering and investments into startups. Okay, very good. Well, it's going to be a great talk today. I do want to set a couple of ground rules. This is YouTube. We're all living busy lives. We're only going to give you guys 30 seconds for your answers. And I do mean 30 seconds. We've got a clock here. We're going to put the clock on. And when you, we get to 30 seconds, there's going to be a loud noise that will tell you <laughs> to stop. Jesus. I know this doesn't happen in your board meetings, but that's how we're going to do it today. So who is feeling brave and who wants to go first? I guess I can do that. I love the enthusiasm, <laughs> Stefan. Okay, let's get 30 seconds on the clock for Stefan. Tell sure. me, what does Cariad currently do to collaborate with startups? Well, the thing is, corporates often tend to collaborate with startups just for the sake of collaboration. And the problem with that is that they don't solve any purpose, they don't solve any problem. So that's why we at Carriot, we built up this venture client unit called Carriot Next, where we focus on identifying problems in our company and solve it with startup solutions and become the customer of the startup. All right, so you have to actually be solving a problem. You solved the first problem, answering in 30 seconds. Well done. No pressure, Jürgen. But now this question is to you. Why did Continental build their own startup organization and what benefits does that actually bring? New technologies are essential as well as, as new business models are essential for the future of mobility. And that is basically the reason why we built up that startup organization. You could say we are kind of catalyst working with startups and external partners. We make it happen. You make it happen and you made it happen under 30 seconds. Very well done. Nice, nice. But still another round of questions to go. Stefan, what could Cariad in general learn from startups? Well, the thing is, one of the biggest problems of the industry is digital transformation. I mean, Carrot itself, it was founded to enable the Volkswagen Group to become a software-driven company. And startups by themselves, they, they have it from the beginning, they have it in their DNA, it's, it's their, their, their purpose. So, in my opinion, we can learn a lot from that by just seeing how they approach problems and how they solve it. All right, right on the money. Here we go. <laughs> Next question to you, Jürgen. What freedom does Copace have within your organization and, and how does the collaboration actually work? I think we have a lot of freedom. We are a separate legal entity, so we are a little bit free in that what we do. And uh, with this, we can be act very fast. Also, we do have the mission of Copace aligned with top executives. We have an advisory board with the board members every three months. And uh, in between that, we are more or less free how we do, what we do, and in which fields we work. Oh, that's 30 seconds. Okay. Three counts. <laughs> you guys are doing pretty good keeping to time. I'm impressed, but still a ways more to go. Stefan, what benefit does Cariad offer to startups? Why should they partner with you? Well, the thing is... There's a lot of VC money around already. And what was lacking was that there was like no point where startups could find a good customer in the corporate environment. 
And I think becoming this good customer and enabling Carrier to be this good customer is a big benefit because having this name on, on your list as a, as a customer um, can also attract very good VC again. All right. Final question, and then we'll move into sort of a more open discussion where I promise you'll get a little bit more than 30 seconds. But last <laughs> question to you, Jorgen. There's a lot of incubators. What is Copay's offering that others aren't? You have to think about why do startups come to corporates? Startups come to corporates because we can scale, we can prove the technology, and we have access to a huge market. So what we offer is basically, we are kind of gearbox between the startup and the corporate. We basically bring the startups to the corporate and make it work within the departments and basically find a solution which we bring oh. to the roadmap. Oh, <laughs> just un under the money. All right, we'll let that slide. We'll let that yeah. slide. So now we can all relax a little bit. The 30 seconds part is over for now, but it's yeah. coming back. That clock is coming back. Let's have a little bit more of an open discussion. What could large corporates do to foster a more collaborative environment and see innovation really successfully implemented and accepted? It goes to me again. I think we can all jump in. It's free form now. <laughs> all right. Um, one thing is what I've experienced um, was this not invented here syndrome when you work with, with, with your departments, with your technical departments. Everybody thinks they can solve it by themselves. And when we started this collaboration, there was kind of an eye opener within the technical departments like, well, I don't have to do this all on my own. Um, I, can, I can ask for help. And what happened is that after the first collaboration, they came back with their own ideas and saying like, wow, I have this and that idea. Is there a way we could do it? Maybe like found a company or collaborate with a startup. So kind of hits the sparks there. Okay. What about you, Jürgen? What do you think large corporates should be doing? I mean, first of all, you have to have the right mindset and you have... It's a leadership task, basically, uh, to, to, to implement startups and startup solutions into your company. Uh, that, that's one thing. And then uh, you, you basically have to have the room and the resources in the R&D departments and in the departments uh, basically to allow that this work with startup is really happening. Mm. How, do, how do you make space for those resources and how do you check as a startup to see are they actually there? Because sometimes when you're signing up, like it's all well and good. How do you know what you're actually getting yourself into? Well, it's, it's the, I, I, to be honest, it was the, the first task we had to do because like there's always a lot of regress in, in working with startups in general because the, the startup itself is kind of sexy for the, for the technical departments. But setting kind of criteria and ground rules um, that we always have this problem first was, was kind of an, a good start to leverage success. So start with the problem. Start with the problem, absolutely. What about you? Start with the problem or is there another I mean, approach? We, we basically, when we see a startup, first of all, we, we, are, we are looking, that does, does they solve a problem, first of all? Uh, but also long-term, can they bring value to the company? And can we bring that startup finally to the roadmap of our business units? Yeah, Is that really possible? Uh, and saying that, we are doing also a, a kind of little due diligence. Also, we do not invest. We just do a proof of concept or partnering. We do a kind of due diligence of the startup. All right. Quick lightning answer. One piece of advice for large corporates. What do they have to do to become more innovative? 
I would say open up for partnership in general. It doesn't have to be startups, but like partnership be, in general. Be open for partner. It could be your biggest customer mm. and learn from him. Yeah. Partnership. What would you say? I can only agree. I mentioned that already. Mindset and leadership is is key. Yeah. And we have to be curious. We have to be uh, uh, also we have to be fast in execution. Uh, and we somehow have to gear to the speed of the startup, to the speed of the outside world. That's that's very important. All right, speed Absolutely. is essential. Guys, I feel like you've gotten too comfortable now with these long answers. We're <laughs> going to move back into another lightning round, 30 seconds. And Stefan, you went first last time, so Jürgen, I think you should go first this okay. time. Are you ready? Can we get 30 uh, seconds sure, on the clock? Sure, sure, sure. What is the ideal startup for Copace? What's your dream startup? We have high expectations to the startup. We are looking on one side to the technology or the business model. So what is the IP? How profound is it? What is the USP? What's the differentiator? And on the other side, we look to the entrepreneur and the technical people. Uh, are they really competent? Can they discuss on eye level with the corporate? Yeah. And again, can that lead this whole setup, this whole cocktail, can that lead to real product? Mm, I let you continue because you said cocktail, which is one of my favorite words. <laughs> and something I think we're all entitled to after this lightning round. Okay, so you're going to say it's a cocktail. Stefan, tell me, what role do startups play in developing new technologies? And give me tangible examples here. Well, like you can see it in the automotive industry all along. Um, to start with, with Mobileye, for example, right? They started as a small startup. Now they are like one of the biggest suppliers to, to many OEMs around the world and enabling this um, autonomous driving solution. And, and also you can see like uh, Tesla who bought uh, DeepScale to enrich their autopilot. You can see this all around. And here even in Germany, we have uh, ESA, Oberspace, uh, Aerospace, I guess I'm over, right? I, I think we're done. Sorry, we ha we'll have that's, to leave it there. That's all right. <laughs> what is Copace and Continental as a whole hope to get out of the collaboration? Is it to eventually take the startup in and, and make it part of Continental? What's the end game here? I mean, uh, I think I said that before. Uh, the end game is, I mean, we are looking for strategic and operational relevant topics and, and, and relevant startups and companies. And we want to bring these companies to the roadmap of, of the, of the, of the business units. We basically want to create new product. We, we also are looking into even a, a new product portfolio or new, uh, um, new, new, new strategies. New strategies. We'll have to leave it there. Speaking of strategies. What advantages do startups have over some of the established players in the industry? Oh, that's an easy one, to be honest. Like, <laughs> right. uh, if you look at startups, they are focusing like crystal clear on, on one niche, on one problem. And regular suppliers, they have to um, go to a broad audience, right, and solve everybody's problem. And, and startups don't do that, right? They have this one thing. And also, on the other side, they're accessing this billions of billions of dollar venture capital market and just imagine a department accessing this kind of R&D money. It's awesome. All right. Give us a tangible example of a success story that's come out of Copace. Brag yeah. a bit. Let's talk numbers first. We, we looked at around about 200 startups over the last five years, which we really validated and looked to. Out of that, we generated around about 25 partnerships and we invested into 17 startups. That's what... We did. Tangible examples. We are here today at the VDO Future Tech Day. 
Um, and uh, what we see here, two startups out of our portfolio, Autobrains and Apex AI. <laughs> nearly, nearly, nearly. But since you were talking about startups, we'll give you two more seconds. Yeah. Uh, today, here at the VDA Future Tech Day, we do have two startups out of our portfolio, our investment portfolio, here at stage. This is Autobrains. Uh, and it's Apex AI. And, and we, for example, Autobrains, you, you asked tangible example. 2018, we started with Autobrains. We did several POCs, uh, and we are now working on products with Autobrains, with camera perception products. And we also invested into that company. All right, very cool. Awesome companies, absolutely. Can't wait to see them in action. Yeah, Apex AI <laughs> is also doing some really interesting stuff. I, I was speaking to their founder last week. That's an exciting one as well. I think we've come to our very last question, and it goes to you, Stefan. When you're scouting out startups, what's your geographic focus? Are you looking Europe? Are you looking globally? Where's your attention? I mean, pandemic has shown like there is no more borders, right? And uh, that also counts for us. Um, we are looking globally, um, not just Europe. Um, could be like in some case it makes sense to do the POC in Germany and not in the US or in Asia. But in general, we have like no borders on this one. Also, carrier is around the globe. We have places in India, China, or everywhere. All right, everywhere there are startups, there will Carriad be. Guys, we have a few more minutes now for a discussion. We will not use the clock. You can just relax a little bit. You are great sports about that, by the way. Thank you. Let's put on our thinking caps and maybe get out our wish list and talk about what does the ideal ecosystem look like in a perfect world. How would startups and corporates collaborate? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say it pretty simple. You know, uh, the Agile ecosystem is for me, you know, you have universities, you have venture capitalists, you have accelerators, you have corporates, but you also have thought leaders around. So people which think over and beyond the today. Uh, and you also need some industry veterans, I think, yeah, uh, because they can really judge what does it take to scale, what it does, what does it take to industrialize, yeah, and that's uh, that's brutally important. And uh, last but not least, it's it's important that you have uh, different verticals which you look to in an ecosystem. For example, insurance tech and uh, auto tech and. Uh, uh, finance tech, etc. For us, we are generating data with the cars here, Volkswagen, uh, Continental, and other companies. And and suddenly, insurance tech is important for us. I heard you nodding along with verticals. Is that something you agree with? No, I, I would agree with everything. To be honest, like um, the synergies with all these um, vehicles you have, to be honest, is the most important and um, something I wish to see more. Are you saying like what is the, the song Ebony and Ivory in Perfect Harmony? Is something similar for this? <laughs> Are you going to sing for us? No, no, not You'll today. You'll get an extra point if you After sing. After the cocktails, maybe. All right, all right, that's a deal. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, um, I would love to to see more big corporates having in mind becoming a customer and giving this customer feedback back to startups mm -hmm. because I, I think that's what they what they need to be honest. And we see are like fostering all this innovations they create. So you, you feel some feedback element is missing? Yeah, but I think it's growing, to be honest. I mean, for, 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 for me, the question is, how do we bring things to the next level? You know, we are talking about incremental innovation. We also want to talk about 
you know, uh, uh, disruptive innovation. So, uh, and, and for that, it's, it's really brutally important that you outside in uh, 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 get, get, get impulses and all that. And of course, if you have a, a super ecosystem like, let's say, in Israel, but also here in, in Munich, where we are today, uh, uh, you, you, you can get that. And then the artwork is, how do I bring that into the corporate? And how do I get the corporate uh, up and running and, and, you know, engaged in that and get the top executive engaged in that. And, and that is very important. And that is our, our major task beside investing and, and all the formal stuff. What I would add to that is let the people do their job, to be honest, because what I see very often is that few corporate VCs, they invest in startups and now they think they can kind of talk into their product and want to change them or something. To be honest, that kills the startup and innovation. Mm -hmm. So let each pillar do their job, right? Okay. Let the VC be the VC and let the corporate like give some customer feedback. That's fine. Let the startup develop the innovation and the product. Let everyone do their job and don't kill the vibes. Do you have anything <laughs> to add to that? Don't kill the vibes, yeah. <laughs> No, I think that's that, that's totally right. On the other hand, uh, again, the startup, uh, usually at a certain stage, the startup is, is heavily interested how I scale a product, how I industrialize a product, what is the tech proof. And also when you have a brand like Volkswagen or, or Continental, you know, as a, as a, as an investor or, or as a partner, uh, uh, better, uh, that is a proof for the industry and that is a proof for the venture capitalists. And with this, you get momentum as a startup. Yeah. So, uh, so at a certain stage, you need that, that industry, you need the market and you need the market access as a startup. Yeah. And you do not have a lot of time, right? I mean, you have probably two, three years because your, your money and your time is restricted, is limited. Yeah. yeah. Time is of the essence that collaboration has to happen fast. Or it's just too late. Guys, thank you for being with me today. Jürgen Bilo of Copace, the startup organization of Continental, and Stefan Kulter, the head of startup and scouting at Carriad. Thank you both for being here. And thank you for being so short and sharp and to the point in 30 seconds. It was a pleasure. A pleasure. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah. If you enjoyed this episode of the IAA Mobility Visionary Club, you can find out more about where the mobility sector is headed and the future of autonomous driving by checking out our other episodes. We have fireside chats with key stakeholders, in-depth on-the-ground reporting, and much, much more. I'll see you there. <laughs>